Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Everybody is trying to get better in this new year, whatever that might be for you. Maybe you want to lose a couple pounds. Maybe you want to read a few more books. Maybe you want to make more money. I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know that when you get to be old and cranky, like we are, happiness at your employer is a really big deal. We have an awesome company in central Iowa. It's called Mechdyne. You may have driven by. I love driving to Iowa State basketball games, and you see the lit-up football complex and all that cool AV technology yeah, Mechdyne did that. They do all this awesome stuff, but not just here in central Iowa, all over the world. And they love hiring cyclones. You could work for a great company, for great people. Check them out at mechdyne.com and the careers page. I could not endorse them more. These are phenomenal people who I love dearly. M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Time for tonight's podcast. We start off a little somber, unfortunately, but let's fire up some English. All right, we got to lead with the. It was a good weekend in a lot of ways, but man, that Iowa State women's game yeah. at Oklahoma. Huge bummer. I can deal with the loss yes, in that game. Absolutely. It's a top 20 team. You're playing on the road. Stephanie Suarez goes down in the first half and. First five minutes. Yeah, all things considered, doesn't look. Good, based on quotes from Bill Finley after the game to the Cyclone yeah. Radio Network. Non, non-contact injury. Just looked bad. And you could see her, you know, almost mouth that she knew it wasn't great. I mean, she's had a, the unfortunate part, C-Dub, is she's had a torn ACL and MCL before. Yeah. I don't know what that means in regards to, you know, this looked like an injury to her left leg. I don't, I don't know enough about Stephanie's history to know if that's the same leg. Is it the different leg? But... The point is, she looked like she felt something that she did not, um, yeah, that was not a great thing. It, and that's where, like, <clears throat> you, you feel bad, like, when you're watching, like, I'm a Vikings fan, and one of your team gets hurt, somebody gets hurt, yeah. you know, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, this sucks, but it's more, like, but then you, like, with the Iowa State thing, it's just so much more human, and, like, and, and that's terrible, that sounds really bad, but when you know them, and you know the people that they're traveling with, and, like, it's young people, and, like, I just, I was sick to my stomach, yeah, I couldn't cool. even enjoy the game, they made the nice little comeback, and I just, my heart hurts so bad for her based on her background, Getting up here, this sucks. And you know her, you know her goals and her aspirations of why she's here to begin with, and that's to make it professionally. And you know that's the that's the tough part is you know student athletes, and in her case, she's an international student, so she can't receive any NIL. So that's changed a little the dynamic a little bit. But now, if it is a significant knee injury, that greatly limits her career opportunities in the next nine months if she wanted to pursue professional basketball. And I think she did. And so it's like, it's, you, it feel, you feel for the team because obviously it's going to be tough to reach Iowa State's goals that it had without, because she was a, an, an incredible basketball player. But then you start thinking about her and her situation. And she was averaging 15 and 10. Right. Like that's... You know, the sacrifices of what she did to go from Sao Paulo to 
NAIA to Ames and everything that is to, to have this opportunity to play professionally for a living. And just like that, I mean, you just, you just, you're gutted, but that's the, that sucks. That just sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's sports, but it's, it's brutal. And you just, you feel for that entire program, but you feel mostly for her because that's, you know, it's a dream that just kind of goes away. Now she'll battle back. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe we'll knock on wood I, and it's not. I, I, I made a couple of texts after the game and got the same thing that Bill, I don't, I don't think anybody's hiding anything here. It doesn't look good. Yeah, no, you can't know for sure yeah. until you get the MRI tomorrow. They are anticipating sure. the worst, but they're still going to do the MRI on Monday, and we'll see. Yeah, you just know. totally. And then the the unfortunate part is is Beatrice Jordao just medically retired a week ago, and she was another post that was going to play, and now you're down to if Suarez, if it is significant, it's. Morgan Kane and and what I would say really did for most of the game today was play Naidu at the five. And you're just they just they can't they can't match up with most teams that way. So Especially the ones tough. like that gave you so much optimism going into this year. It's like, oh man, we finally have a matchup for Correct. Texas and Baylor. And Suarez was the best post player in the Big Twelve. Yeah. In the non conference. And she was a game changer. If you if you had so. like a draft, like she may have been the top pick in the Big Twelve. Definitely in the top three. Five. Three five, yeah, it's right? absolutely. It's, Am I wrong? No, I. Uh, you're not wrong. Okay, it's just a bummer, and yeah, I, I still remember like it was yesterday. I was on the the trip uh, when Nikki Weeben tore ACL in Austin, and then we got stranded that night because of weather, mm. and it was a horrible thirty six hours because it's just like you're around these people and you feel for them first and foremost, but then you throw in the, the whole mental aspect of, well, now how do we recover? The good news is from that story, just a little bl- a, a part of optimism here, Jocelyn Anderson came out of nowhere that year and led Iowa State back to an NCAA tournament. So now, does, is there a Jocelyn Anderson on this roster? I'm not I'm not totally sure, oh. but it's, it's you know, unfortunately it's the nature of it where you just – you got to find a way, and I think this team is still pretty talented. They'll, they'll certainly yeah, win the tournament. I mean, but this, I mean, this basically the same team that went to the Sweet Sixteen. It, a year it ago. is, yeah. So like, but without Jordao now correct. too, so yeah. you need Morgan Kane to you know really be productive, and or you know maybe it's Zingaro, maybe that Naidu play some. I don't know what it can is, Vic play. I mean, we yeah, maybe it's Vic. Yeah, s- we haven't sure. seen much of her. I I don't know, but you just you just feel first and foremost <sighs> for for Stephanie. She's a wonderful. That's, that's another just, thing too. There's sucks. she's just such a popular mm-hmm. person around all of Iowa State that they love her. Like I mean, I remember talking to I think it was Lexi at one of our road shows, and I I asked her about this just on the side, like how's Stephanie doing, and and she started glowing. Just be like, you know, honestly, she's just it's great to have her on the court, but like we just love having her around. She's just so nice, and like, you know, it just sucks. Um, okay, let's just take a really, uh, just a hard break there and move on to more positive, shall yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, just, I wanted to leave with that. That's the most important story of the weekend. Here's the thing, though. The women play at home on Wednesday, and I don't think there'll be a better pick-me-up for that team if Hilton's jam-packed and not only Suarez gets a, re- a nice reception, but that entire team's going to need Hilton. It's a good K-State team. And this is when Iowa State fans rise to the occasion. Is they, they need to be that six that sixth person. We were talking about getting the boys and girls out there, right? Maybe this is the time. 
Um, so our friends at, at Danielson Law, this is cool. I like companies that think into the future. So if you ever needed a notary and you're like, well, how do I, wh- what the hell am I supposed to do? Always annoying. It's like, where do I go for that? <laughs> you yeah. ever needed that? Yes. Luckily, you got to like call around like, you're yeah, a notary. Luckily, Lynn in, in my office is, is notarized. So like I can just go to how her. Do you, but how like, do you, how do you find it? Or how do you become notarized? Well, the it's good like thing is that Jeremy Danielson is notarized. He's a notary. Yeah, he can do it. And you can do it remotely now. What? Yes. I should have known this. Like, so all you have ago. to have is a computer. Um, you've basically got to have like an internet connection. Got that email address and a phone number and Jeremy and Danielson law can take care of the rest. So let's say like you're, you're in the Bahamas and something blows up at work and you've got to get something notarized. They're calling their, um, uh, this, the system, Ron <laughs> is what, what they're calling it. Call but you, Ron. you can get notarized, um, just like that through our friends at Danielson Law. So it's really, really cool. We'll, we'll continue to tell you more about it, but um, check them out at danielsonlaw.com. That's a cool service. That actually makes you feel better because I always panic. Like, yeah, no, who no. do I know that's you a notary? Know, you don't have to you panic just, anymore. Danielsonlaw.com, D A N I L S O N law.com. The men go on the road to TCU. I thought this was a terrible spot going into it. TCU played their best half of basketball at Baylor in the second half on Wednesday. And the Iowa State Cyclones dominated the game for 38 minutes. <laughs> they had a meltdown. They had a meltdown in the last two. But big shot, Gabe Kalsher. How cool. Comes through in the end. I did a pretty, uh, if you guys want, like, can't get enough on this game. I did a 15, 20-minute recap of that game last night. I was had a lot of thoughts on that. I'm going to try and not repeat myself too much, but boom, I just thought that my biggest takeaway from the game was that you had these two games where you're hitting all these threes. Well, this game, you go four of 16. You dominate inside. Um, Jones bounces back. Oshuni with four offensive rebounds. Like, there were so many different guys who contributed. Trey King. This wasn't a, oh, Caleb got hot type of game. This was a systematic, uh, really a hell of a coaching job by Iowa State yes. and just a really, really awesome win. That's the best win of the season. No doubt. Uh, four threes made, three free throws made, and you win the game on the road against a top 20 team. Second chance points, fast break point. Like you just did it all. And it wasn't pretty at the end, but great point where now – You've seen six, seven, eight different guys start to appear and do game-changing things in the Big 12. Last year, it was really, you know, what is Brockington going to give you? And that's about it. You know, maybe Kalsher would chip in. But it's Trey King was awesome yesterday. He had 20 of the best minutes he's played in an Iowa State uniform, no question, against men. Like, he proved he belonged. This That's... That's a big game changer going forward. And then Gabe with a monster shot. Like you're so happy for him because he's been he's been maligned a little bit. Or and he was 05 it, before that. And he just he just kept plugging away. He, I thought he played great. I mean he he did a phenomenal job on Miles. You had the controversy leading up to that where 
Miles gets the, what, three or the, at least two of the leg kickouts that shouldn't have been fouls. And Iowa State dealt with adversity and got over the hump. And now you are in a tremendous position going forward. And it's not, you know, you're not in a, you know, let's win the Big 12 championship type of situation. But you are in a phenomenal spot to not only make the dance, but C-Dub, if, if there is seeding right now, and, and we're, three we're seed. you're probably a three or four or five seed, definitely. And the, the, the low or high end, however you look at it, would be a five seed. So in tremendous position, you get a home game against Texas Tech, and it just hasn't happened very often. Iowa State's been 3-0 and in Big 12 play. In fact, it's only happened one other time. In the history of the Big 12, Iowa State has been 3-0 and only one other time, and that is way back in January of 2000. January of 2000. What were you doing January of 2000? Um, you would have been, been a freshman. You would have been I was, a freshman at Clarinda High School. I was fresh off of surviving the millennium. <laughs> yes. You know, we all were worried about We were worried that the world was going to end. And Jamal Tinsley was dropping triple doubles against Missouri. You had Marcus Pfizer figuring it out. And Larry Stacey's Iowa State Cyclone started 4-0 that year. And uh, you like? Do you prefer Christina or Brittany? Ex- well, I, yeah. you know, back then, honestly, I was more of a Christina. Me fan. too. I mean, I think you learn the older you get that Britney's the icon here, right? And I feel you feel bad for. So this was the number one song at this time when I would say it was three and zero in two thousand. Christina was just as big. I actually think she has a better voice. Oh, I don't think there's any question about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, if you had, if if I died today, I'd rather Christina sing at my funeral than Britney. That's a weird. And it actually would be a good thing. To say, but probably yeah. be bad because I haven't got the Hopewood yet. <laughs> Hopewoodjd.com. Get yourself a will. Before will you pick day. out your song at your funeral, yeah, call Hope first. Who do you think has a classier voice, Britney or Christina? I mean, I don't, I don't. It's, Christina, I guess. Listen to those pipes. Did you realize that 2000 team? Martin Reinsick was a player on that. He's got now he's got a son that's uh, like a three or four star recruit. Really? Yeah. So does Stence. Since yeah. How old does that make you feel, everybody? So anyway, this is rare fight air. Hey, hey th- yeah, th- th- this is doesn't happen. This, this is a deal. This just team. sit back and enjoy yeah, it. Time. Three and zero in the Big Twelve. Uh, none of Hoiberg's teams were ever three and zero. Wow, really? Yeah, th- th- it's only happened twice, and that was Eustachie's team in two thousand and this one. And you recall how that season ended? Elite Eight. Oh, is that a predi- no? Is that a prediction? It's not. Um, here's a question for Iowa State fans. Would you go through the misery of how that Elite Eight game ended in 2000 to go back to the Elite Eight? Like, if you knew you would have pain brought to to a time that I don't even like watching that game because it brings so many bad memories, but would you experience the highs if you knew you were going to have an awful low at the end? It's an interesting psychological question. Absolutely. You'd get to the Elite Eight if you knew you were going to have just complete pain well, and agony that resulted from not making the Final Four when you were the best team. You were better than Michigan State, and that was the national championship So what? Game. Would you rather not go to the tournament? I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to go through that again. That I've never been more angry in my life than that Elite Eight game in 2000. I'm not an angry person, I, when I was, but I've never I was been out so angry. Vegas, um, 
I was talking with um, actually it was Derek Stevens <laughs> name dropping. Name. Just just talking with the head of the <laughs> the owner of Circus Sports. No it, I was with him and Mike Palm, and that game got brought up. Oh my God. And like even um, my point is, I'm pointing out these national like odds maker guys even brought that uh, up. The job about how it was the biggest screw job in history. And it's my one of my favorite fun facts about that game. The columnist in the uh, Chicago Tribune had this had this headline following the game in 2000. Small-time refs take heart out of big-time game. Oof. Guess who the columnist was? Where were we at again? 2000, Chicago it, Tribune. Chicago Tribune columnist. You're not going to get it, but you're going to... Jay Mariotti? You're gonna, that's a good guess. Skip Bayless. Wow. Skip Bayless was the I didn't columnist. know he was in Chicago. Yeah, he was a columnist for the Tribune, and he's got other issues right now. But man, it's like that was that was the best Iowa State team I've ever seen in my life to this day. Yeah. And to have in this this well, team is not I'm not comparing that team to this team. That's they're so, so markedly different, but it's still pretty cool that you are three and oh, regardless. Absolutely. And and I think that they've they've proven that there's absolutely nothing fluky about what they're doing. No. Saturday was big for me because again it showed me them doing it in a couple different ways. Like this wasn't which leads me into Tuesday. I hate this game. I hate Tex. I hate these matchups with Texas Tech in the Otzelberger era because it's like they're doing the same thing. You know, they're they're they just play the same way that we do, and it just this game terrifies me. And there's fans chuckling right now because some of you are giving me a hard time because I've I picked Baylor to win and I picked TCU to win. I did pick Iowa State to beat Oklahoma. Thank you, but. Um, that you brought up the 2000 team and like I, I I was watching Iowa beat Rutgers today. So they've won two in a row after starting on three that helps the RPI. It actually did. Like it jumped up. I yep. watched Iowa state's metrics bounce. Thanks a lot friend with that. And my point was enjoy this while we have it. I do expect this team to be in the tournament. They've changed expectations. They've earned all of it. This is there's still going to be a stretch. Oh yeah, right in this league, and like you look at the next three games, and 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 listen, Tech. It, like again, I, I I hate this game. Like I I don't like the matchup. I don't like anything about it. I'll pick Iowa State to win it because it's at home. The way that they're playing, but um, man, just buckle up because every night, man, every night, and the, for some reason the road teams keep winning, which they went zero five on Saturday, weird. which is really odd. You expect that to turn back around, but maybe not. The, the good news, <laughs> Tech is very injured right now. So they really, have, who yeah, do they have out? Uh, several guys. Okay, like three of their top eight. Oh, I didn't even realize are going to be that. missing the game. That was the case last year. Names too. Yep, very similar. And Iowa State gutted one out, and then Texas Tech is just not as good defensively. They're still good. Yeah, they're not. They're as like twenty second or something like that. And so it's it's one of those things. Like, gosh, it's a good time to play them. They they are now zero three in the Big Twelve. They're the worst ranked team in Ken Palm. But yet, you know, those guys are going to still fight. They're going to be missing some guys. O'Banner's still healthy, uh, but they're missing some serious punch that they I didn't, they didn't realize have much to begin with. Okay, so Isaacs is hurt. Uh, Isaacs is hurt. He's basically their third best player. Uh, Bacho, their big guy, I don't think he's going to play. He's and then, good. And then KJ Allen is also go, probably going to be missing on Tuesday, and he's a rotation guy. So, but O'Banner and Harmon can still beat you, and then they're they're tough. They're still going to be tough. I, I but I would say it'll be favored by you know five to eight points in Hilton, and they should be. And it's a game that if you want to if you want to finish in the top 
half, like you, this is an important game to win because I don't think Tech is going enough the wrong way, and I don't like their roster to begin with. The Big 12 is good enough. I don't see them finishing the top half. So you're going to have to clean up at home. Yeah, these are the games. Against the bottom you gotta, half teams. You got to win. This is a, and I, it's not the end, end of the world. And this also made this team really stressed down the stretch last year because you lost some of those games at home. Right. That's the thing is like you're, you're, you're plus two. Tim Floyd standings, man. You're plus two of the Tim Floyd standings. But the, the Tim Floyd standings also mean you need to win at home if you want to be there. And, you know, credit K State won twice on the road. Um, you know, Kansas is going to be right there. So. Every game's big. Uh, Tuesday's another big one. It, Iowa State, 4-0 in Big 12 play. Again, it's only happened one other time, and that was 2000. That 2000 team started 4-0. It lost to Oklahoma and was 4-1. So no Iowa State team has ever started the Big 12 conference play in men's basketball 5-0. I was going through stats last night, and is, is Shun – I'm going to start with the bad, and then I'm going to take this into good – Shun averaging 3.3 rebounds per game. Is that the most disappointing individual stat on the team? Yes. Me too. That's what I thought. And he's really picked it up the last... Been much better. You know, the last three games. It's almost like he was waiting for... Do you feel that way too? I do. I do. It was like, all right, I came here to play in the Big 12. Now it's now it's Big 12 time. He seems like he's taking it up a notch. It, and he looks ready for the challenge. And he, I thought he did fine. I mean, Lampkin's a good player for, for TCU... But it's every day. Now you got O'Banner and you got you know the bigs for Tech and then it's Kansas next Saturday. So other it's a other big week thing for that June. screamed to me from that game was Grill. You know didn't get on the board until that clutch three at the end. But I, I would guess that most people watching the game didn't feel like he was so quiet. No, he was. He made everywhere. such an impact in so many other ways. He has turned himself into such a good defender and rebounder. I mean, how many I, he had to have? He's averaging almost five rebounds. Yeah, I mean, a game. he was he was tremendous, and it's just it just felt like he was he's always in the right spot, which you would hope at at his age to be. But no, let's let's look up what Caleb had, and that was the great thing. And they talked about it on the broadcast, and it's it's always nice. Fran and and Hollenberg do such a good job, but you had the balance scoring for Iowa State, and that hasn't always been the case. And and Grill wasn't even one of those, but three points, five rebounds, uh, a couple of assists. Had a turnover, but just some solid defensive plays. And you know, Caleb Grill in conference play right now, C Dub. He it's hard to get him off the floor, which is a credit to him. In three games, thirty-seven minutes, thirty-seven minutes, thirty-six minutes. He's by far and away the most minutes for Iowa State in Big Twelve play. And it, it really is a neat story about you know when he was a freshman here under under Pro. A lot of people are like, is this guy really a Big Twelve player? He's turned himself into one of the most valuable uh, players. And I'm so happy for guys like him and Kalsher who have been through a lot in their careers to have this kind of moment where they get the limelight. It's been awesome to, to see. Because they're good. Like they're, you hate to say that because, you know, yeah. we're not going to say that's a bad guy, clearly. But they really are. Like Caleb and Gabe are tremendous people and both could have left. Caleb still has another year if he wants to use it. I think he's going to. So he can – man – the numbers he's putting up, you add him into what I would say could bring back next year. And Jones, too. And Jones, too. Yeah. That's a pretty that's it's a very, pretty good core. Very formidable. And, and if you think about... You know, I actually what, think that's really important to get some... You need some age on yes, that team next year. Because you're going to have... I mean, Omaha is tremendous. 
Uh, Momsilovich is going to be great. Fish is going to be good. Hamilton's going to be good. But you need some veteran presence in there. That's why if they can get Caleb and Jones to come back, pair them with Lipsy and everything else they got coming through. I think Watson showed, had some flashes yesterday of being a dynamite player. Trey King still got eligibility. Uh, this train's not slowing down. Whiffles hi- hybrids been fiercely independent since the year 1946. When you choose Whiffles, you're not just picking a superior seed corn. You're making a statement, one that says staying independent, staying family-owned means something on your farm. So make your choice. Plant your independence. Plant Whiffles, baby. Segment two here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast is always presented by our friends at Whiffles Hybrids. We do our Big 12 segment here on segment two and let's look at Ken Palm real quick as we update the projections and they have changed now there's more than two teams projected to have winning records now Iowa State is one of the four Uh, the computers have Iowa State finishing 10 and 2 in the league tied with believe it or not Kansas State now projected to finish 10 and what a story what a story for them who gets the Kansas job Texas job, you mean? Yes, I'm sorry. The Texas job. <sighs> I don't know. Do they call Tang? Yes, they should. I, I he's he's got an interesting backstory though. He's not like a traditional. I mean, obviously, he spent all that time in Baylor, but I think he, I think he went to a really small school as an undergrad. Um, yeah, Charter Oak State, which is the first time I've heard of that until I just looked it up. He was a high school coach until he worked at Baylor, so he doesn't really have extensive Power 5 experience. But, no, you have to look at that guy. Um, do you call Rick Barnes? I saw that floated out there at Tennessee. Mm. You know, Barnes was there for 15 years and made a couple Final Fours. That's an interesting situation. They they clearly don't have a, a Does, problem with the budget. Did Del Conte hire Jamie Dixon? He would have. This Jamie Dixon, Jamie Dixon's alma mater is TCU. Yeah, but you. Man, I'm just throwing that yeah, out there. I, yeah, I think you've got Musselman was on there. Musselman would be on there for sure. I don't think Texas needs to go and hire the flashy guy. They need to get the best coach. Well, that's, that's where Tang. Me. I mean, Tang's relationships and that state are phenomenal. Plus, he's by all accounts good at his job. Um, would you rather have him or Scott Drew right now if you're Texas? I mean, I mean Scott Drew would, would be the other Scott one. Drew. I mean, he'd be he'd be on. I mean, the, I'm a, that's my guy, right? I'm but not no, taking many I, people over him. K State, it's it's an that's a crazy team. I mean, I've I've seen them a couple of times, and they're literally winning with like a, a guy my size at, at guard that the just the little dude who has just been phenomenal in Marquise Noel, and then Keontae Johnson's the Florida transfer, and they're putting up a bunch of points. They've been fun to watch. It's it's interesting though. K-State's at 10-8, and eight, Iowa State's at 10-8 and eight too, but like we said about that Tech game, if you look at Iowa State's remaining games left, and there's 15 of them, the most confidence Pomeroy has to win is Tuesday against Tech yep. at 66%. So that is the most likely win remaining, and we all know that's not going to be easy. So it just goes to show, sure, 3-0 is awesome. But uh, there's still some some heavy waters to churn through. There's just the house money aspect of getting the two on the road, especially I, at TCU. I, I, maybe I'm going to end up being dead wrong here. I still think TCU could be a team. They probably aren't going to win the Big 12. I realize that. But that's a top half Big 12 team. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I truly, truly believe that. Like I, and and the, this whole deal too. It's like you're you're three and zero, but you man, you're like two plays away from one and two, and then you feel all different, but really you haven't well, played that differently. And like this this league's nuts. You, you remember how great last year was? Iowa State didn't win conference game number four, Chris, uh, last year until February fifteenth. Wow. So they had that stretch, but it was a real struggle. Now they, they, they reeled off four in a row then in late February to get themselves into the tournament. So to your point, you are playing with house money, but it can go sideways pretty fast. Yeah, I too. mean, at that point, there were the Otzelbergers not cut out for this job Absolutely. threats popping yeah. up on so Cyclone they, Fanatic. It was the win at TCU that really turned it around, and then they destroyed Oklahoma. Brockington has the game winner against West Virginia, and then they go on the road and beat K-State, and you're, then you're in. So, yes, 3-0 is great. Uh, I still think the magic number to get to the NCAA tournament is still going eight and ten. So you, if you're doing it that way, you have five more wins to get, and you'll be in no matter what. But uh, certainly a great place to be right now. All right, let's look at what's coming up this week in the league. As the two Kansas schools and Iowa State are lone three and zero. I love it. Um, Tuesday, we have, of course, Texas Tech, Iowa State. That is another Big Twelve now ESPN Plus game. Yeah, we got a good, we got a good, string we got a string of uh, good, Big Twelve now games coming good up. Stretch of those, yeah. Um, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. K State will be favored there. We've got Oklahoma at Kansas. Kansas will be a substantial favorite. Yes. Uh, Baylor at West Virginia is kind of interesting. I mean, you you feel like Baylor's got to be in desperation mode at this point. No doubt. And then TCU Texas as well on Wednesday. West Virginia's in desperation mode. Yeah, and it. Who's better? It's Baylor, right? I, I, Baylor's better. I, West Virginia. That was a that was a dud for them on Saturday. That was they they just got beat up. Is he losing his his magic? I, it's a brand new roster, but they. I know, but like, is is Huggins one of those guys who's going to struggle with the constant roster turnover? Maybe, may, and they just they didn't. I mean, they got destroyed on the glass. They're they're. They're not turning teams over as much as they once just did. I feel just, like yeah. the way Huggins wants to coach you, it's really important to have some veterans back to Great point. Hey guys, uh, coach still loves you, even though he's swearing at you constantly. Like well, that's an interesting point, and he's he's the turnover. Like what Bob Knight do very well in this era, right? Because you got it's a, you got to be around for a while to develop. Yeah, like it's and that's a that's an easy system to be like, man, this year was miserable. I'm yeah, quitting. F this guy. Like, type of thing, just a theory. It's it's and there, somebody. The thing is, somebody has to lose, and right now it's been West Virginia Baylor. That'll be a fascinating game on Wednesday, as that's kind of a winner go home type of thing. Uh, then we look ahead to Saturday. Uh, the big one is Iowa State Kansas, another ESPN <laughs> Plus game. Again, this is. <laughs> this is I, we know this what we're is doing. The, this is the example I've used for you people. When it comes to like why streaming is going to be like, it's not a coincidence that on Saturday they had the Iowa State road game and the Kansas road game on ESPN Plus. Both were. Yeah, Iowa State was on U. It was. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was on Plus. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. whatever. But K- Kansas was definitely yeah. at West Virginia. The on. reason they're putting Iowa State Kansas on Saturday on because that, they know our fan bases will scoop think, up these subscriptions. Think about this, Iowa State. Tomorrow will be ranked probably 16th or 17th. Okay. Kansas might move up to two. You're going to have a top 20 game in Allen Fieldhouse on the plus. Mm -hmm. 
which is really like it's somewhat unfortunate. I understand what we're doing here for ESPN. Yeah, they're just and, making and they money can. on it's their, Iowa State, Kansas I, fans. It, but it's also a little bit of a disservice to the national audience who I, they can promote it. But it's it's one thing to promote it and then yeah. have it on the sports bar of Buffalo Wild Wings, you know. Yeah, I mean it's going to be hard to hard to find for some people. The other one um, I kind of got circled for this week is the Kansas State at TCU on Saturday. That'll be good for sure. I I I, th- I like that TCU roster. This Kansas State for real. I don't know yet. Now looked good again yesterday. I did not think they would beat Baylor, but they did. So they're they're also playing with house money. Those two wins back-to-back are going to be as good as anybody has in this league to go at Texas and then at Baylor and win them both. Super impressive. So they're, you know, if you look at Tim Floyd's standings, they're they're well above the field. Their two wins are, are I'd say, a little bit better than Iowa State. But anytime you have a 2-0 week on the road, you are in great position. When does Iowa State play them the first time? They go, we have them in Ames on the 24th, so... Again, this is what's fun about it. Every game's going to matter going forward, and that's uh, another one to circle. They they got us up in names last year. That was a disappointing one. All right, last thing here on the Big 12 segment. TCU plays for the national championship in college football. I, if this thing's at 12, I think I'm going to bet Georgia. <laughs> and I and everybody knows that I'm a kind of a TCU guy. Like I've, I've been rooting for them all year. Yeah. I just kind of feel like... Georgia being in that game with Ohio State may be the worst thing that could happen to TCU. And really, Michigan, too. I don't think that it would have been any different. Mm. If, but, but all the sharp money and wise guys are on TCU here to keep this a game. So I, I hope that they're right. Like, I want this to be a great game. The Big 12 angle, obviously. Like, I just kind of feel like Georgia finally just puts them out of their misery. Lays it. To them, I mean, if I'm looking at some of the the uh, Georgia scores, right? So, mm-hmm. beat LSU by 20, beat Tennessee by 14, beat Florida by 22, beat Auburn by 30. So they've done this to pretty much everybody. I mean, they beat South Carolina by 41, Oregon by 45. Uh, you know, if Oregon plays TCU on a neutral field tomorrow, it's probably a pick 'em. Now that's the first game. This is the last game. I, I think I tend to agree with you. I'm a hopeful for TCU standpoint to at least make it competitive. It's great that they're playing in this. The last thing you want is this to be like 42 to 10 or something. And it's a laugher in the second half. And you've done so much to gain some momentum as far as the reputation of the big 12, just to get blown out. You know, it's not the end of the world, but it's not great either. So I'm hopeful, but I agree with you. I'd probably play Georgia if I, if I had to. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, regardless, it's been a nice run for for TCU, and it's it's fun to have a Big Twelve team in this game. We've, Absolutely, we've, we've never seen that it, before. It, it does sound like the schedule's coming out here next week. We're getting it. I think so. How is it? Have you? I've seen, seen it. It's it coming soon. It's going to be weird with all these new teams. It is, and it's. I guess Texas and Oklahoma are in for next year at least. Yes. Yeah. There. We reported that to the premium members yeah. next year next for year sure. The year after that's still probably not going to happen from what I understand, but so we'll see if we get one or both of them. All right. Um, segment three here. I want to give a shout out to Iowa state wrestling, which yes, looked really good today against Oklahoma or 
excuse me, Arizona State in a battle of top fives. Felt like to me, and I just watched it from home, I had some friends who were there send me some pictures, and then Jacqueline did a good job covering it. So Jacqueline bug I run over. Well, oh, really? I, yeah. didn't, I missed that. Yeah, the... Uh what guy was it? The kid from Davenport for Iowa State about barreled into her on the, which the guy on, on I've never heard it called this, but kept calling the the area. I'm not a wrestling guy. Kept calling it the boundary waters. And I thought that was mm. great. Like outside the circle. Mm. The guy loved the boundary water term. Anyway. I um, admittedly didn't have the sound on. The Vikings were playing. They, they got the, 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 they the had sound. the sound. We had playoff implications. We had we had stuff. All but right. wrestling got the big TV today. Vikings got the sound is how I went with it. Got it. Um, That felt to me like the most big time the program has been since Kale was the coach. And I, and and hear me out. They've wrestled in big duels before Mm -hmm. they've had big wins before, but usually to have a electric crowd like that, it's Iowa's in town, right? Like this was, I get it a really good opponent. Like I, I, they had Missouri come in a few years ago, yeah, right? And, and we're like, big. this is huge. And then got buried yes. early. Yep. This one felt to me, hmm. the two top fives, Arizona State, so it's not this household name. This isn't even Oklahoma State that we have this history with. That place was on fire, and the team backed it up. I thought that was a really big deal to me today. Again, not having Iowa in the equations big, because whenever they come – you yeah, know, they, then full. they'll puff their chest of, oh, well, we're, we're bringing yeah. the fans anyway. Correct. That was a phenomenal crowd and a really good win for Dresser's team. And, and it was pretty dominant from the get-go. Now, the, you know, Arizona State was able to get a couple, but the last two went to sudden, yeah. sudden death, and uh, Arizona State won a bolt, so it's probably closer than it actually was there. But it just feels like Iowa State's getting closer to whatever – when you think about it, they had Penn State there, they had Iowa there, and if they're not ranked third, whatever the rankings are, come out, then what's wrong with the rankings? Because they're clearly, if Arizona State was third, that those two programs, Iowa State was by far and away better in, in on Sunday between those two. So I would guess Iowa State's going to move up to at least third. Mm-hmm. And the only two above you are Iowa and Penn State. And isn't that wasn't that the goal? Now, ultimately, the goal is to beat them. But the progress to be made from where it was when Dresser started four years ago to now, it's been slow in some ways, but also very methodical. And I mean, I, and I don't. He just kept the faith. I don't know enough about the rest of the league, but like, if you were to put a, you know, if Vegas was to project the Big Twelve champion right now, Iowa State is. Like a oh, absolutely. Minus four hundred. Like what? You know, like they're a strong favorite. I totally agree. Yeah. So I, I mean, the Which, next, the next highest ranked team is uh, Oklahoma State's down. It, Oklahoma State's way down. Would be Missouri at ten. Yeah, because they're in the Big Twelve for wrestling. Uh, why are we let them wrestle with us? <laughs> Could somebody explain that to me? I, I'm not the one to explain that. I know that. I have no idea why they let them wrestle with us. It doesn't make any sense to me. Are you okay with Northern Iowa wrestling in the Big 12? Yeah, I'm fine with them because they didn't ever spurn the Big 12. That's fair. Right? Like, they're just wrestling up, and, like, they're a good program, and they're friends, right? Like, we're we're okay with them. Yeah. 
I like Schwab. Like, yeah, hey, I, what, yeah. let's let's have Missouri go somewhere else. Totally. No, yeah, make them wrestle in some shitty league. Yeah. We don't we need don't them. need you, Missouri. All right. Well, so Tuesday night we got the men. Wednesday night we had the women. Yep. Couple home. I'm just home bummed. Games. I'm really bummed tonight. I, I, you're not alone. I just don't feel. I just don't feel good after what happened today. You know, and it's. In basketball, Iowa State has been really, really fortunate to not have this really happen much, if you think about it. It No, you're right. It just hasn't, especially in the middle of a season, it just really hasn't happened. So to have a significant knee injury like this, it's just, it's just kind of a gut punch. And it's, yeah, you just, you're just trying to figure it out. One way or another. We'll be with you. You know we're gonna be here the whole time. We're not going anywhere. We are C Dub. Two months from the day from the start of the Big Twelve tournament. Really? Yeah. It's a lot closer than it seems. We are close. Get this, everybody. We are closer to the Big Twelve tournament than we were to the start of the basketball season. Wow. How's it? So spring feels coming. like the season just started. Right? right? I know. That's pretty cool. It's coming. It's going to be a fast and furious finish. Appreciate you, Bloom. Yeah, thank you, pal. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Christina. We're going to let you take us out.